Hey everyone, it's me, Coralie, and welcome to my podcast, Coralie's Anxieties. Alrighty. What the hell is with um, Donald Duck? Like, seriously, he's planning on restarting the U.S. economy? That just makes me cringe. I cannot think of something worse that gets my anxieties going than our economy starting up in the right in the middle of COVID. They haven't even managed to get New York under control at this point, and he's talking about wrapping up the economy and getting things moving again. I'm pretty sure that everybody would like to get the economies moving again and get back to normal life, but if that's going to put millions and millions and millions of Americans, and even at that matter Canadians, at risk, I don't see the point. We have many, many things in place that seem to be working. And I mean, if you look at British Columbia in a whole, I think our model has been working pretty good. The social distancing, staying home, only essential workers. There's many, many other things I suppose that could go wrong even in this in this model. But right now it's working. We're keeping the number of new cases down under 50 per day. It seems that if we're getting 50 new cases, we're also seeing 50 people that have gone through the pandemic, had the disease, and now are clinically okay to go back and do their things. Maybe it's a good thing to let these people that have had COVID and recovered from it start going back to work. Let them go do the things that they can do and, and then they're not at risk and they're not going to put the people around them at risk. But as far as jobs, like what I do as a hairstylist, there's no way we're going to go back to work anytime soon. I do not want clients in my chair. I don't want to have... I was actually talking to someone yesterday about this and even if we go to a model where we're one client at a time and every other stylist chair is open, unavailable, you're still not six feet away from your client because you're two feet away. But if your client is infected and we don't, you don't know they're infected or asymptomatic, you've done their hair, you've taken the precautions, you've worn eye protection, face shield, sanitize everything. The minute you turn your blow dryer on to dry their hair, you've created a whole new problem. Because even if the stylist next to you is six feet away with their client, you've just made whatever could be airborne completely airborne. And, you know, wearing a cloth mask and eye protection, then every time a client leaves, do you sanitize every square inch of that salon to protect the next client from coming in? No, I don't think so. I don't even think that model works. So as far as Donald Duck wanting to restart the U.S. economy, and this is from a hairstylist's point of view. I don't see how this is possible. How do you tell mom and pop, local, small business, uh, dirty spoon, greasy spoon, whatever you want to call it, you can go ahead and start serving breakfast again at 6 a.m. Just make sure that every other chair is um, empty and that there's, you know, six feet apart between client groups. Well, no. I don't see that working. I, just That's my opinion on this. I don't see it working. If we spiral, run the economies back up, and I'm going to go with North American economies here because these are the ones that are pr pressing to, to where I live. That's Mexico, the United States, and Canada. 
what happens if this pandemic then snowballs even bigger? It makes New York State look like a joke. Your hospitals become overloaded. They can't take any more patients. The doctors and nurses and the frontline workers that are there start getting sick because they're not getting the rest that they need. They start going off and unable to work. Now you've cut your hospital's ability down to treat all people, not just people with COVID-19, by not having staff. It won't even be a matter of having beds, just simply you don't have staff for the beds you do have. So what about the people that are sick that can't get treatment in this let's get the economy going on idea? So now they're at home and sick. Well, what happens with those ones that become critically ill, that need acute care, that can't get it because the ICUs are full? They die in their homes. So if one person dies in their home, medical examiner goes out, the body's removed, and we move on. But what if that scenario is a body every minute? How can the system, well, I don't know how the system can, can deal with that. We're already seeing it in New York where people have died in their homes and there's no medical examiners that come pick the bodies up because they're so tasked. So rolling an economy, re-rolling an economy out at this point is ridiculous. And even if you do it isolated by state by state, I don't see I don't see how it works. I see how this becomes actually bigger than what it is right now. And right now we're on we're on the fighting lines. We're we're battling back. We're winning in a lot of places. We're not winning in all places, but we're winning in a lot of places. And for every those places that we're winning in, we're making it easier for the people that are in the places that are the hardest struck to fight the fight. You know, if you're a doctor in New York and you actually see, you know, our Dr. Bonnie Henry talking, and you see British Columbia's models working, you know, that might actually give those healthcare workers in New York hope that if they keep doing what they're doing, pretty soon we'll start to see the numbers that British Columbia is putting up. And I'm using British Columbia numbers because I live here, but there are a lot of states that are having, their numbers are going to be bigger because they have bigger populations, but the percentages are very similar. So the states that are hardest hit, get those states where they need to be. Get the hospital staff where they need to be. Get the equipment that needs to be there, need to be there so they can stop the spread of coronavirus. The other areas that are having good results need to continue doing self-isolation, separation, and minimize your trips out. And, and yeah, it makes me cringe the thought of that right now. I don't want to be at home. I, I don't know most of my hairstylist friends. They don't want to be at home. They want to be at work doing what they do. Most people that do hair, most people that are hairdressers or barbers, we do it because we love our people. You come every two to three weeks, you sit in our chair, you become our family. Well, maybe we're not family, but you become our family. We want to hear about your trip to Disneyland. We want to see your kids when they come in for their haircuts and see how they're doing with school and how they're doing socially with their friends. It's part of what makes us who we are. So I'm going to stay home, continue doing my podcast, continue trying to make my home safe for my son, and hopefully 
my daughter safe in the home that she's in and do my part. So I don't know what you're thinking, Donald Duck, but running your economy back up in the next 21 days makes no sense. We're realistically four to six weeks away from even thinking about getting economies going, and that's an economy in a place like British Columbia where our curve is, is looking pretty good right now. But until we start seeing zeros, zeros, zeros on a day-to-day basis, we're seeing zero people in ICU. We're seeing less than 100 people in hospital. We're seeing no new cases reported. We're All we're hearing is people getting better from this. That's when we can talk about spinning our economies back up. Anyways, this is just my thought on anxiety because it does give me anxiety thinking about that. Thank you. I hope you enjoy this podcast and we look forward to uh, we look forward to the next one.